you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination in godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And J-Mac and Victory are on tap to help us navigate the show today. Today, we want to um, turn our eyes toward uh, Kansas. And I really want to just jump straight into the content because I think it's so important for us to pay attention to what's happening. And I am convicted myself that having heard this information a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. from one my pastor, who brought it up in our congregation, <laughs> I uh, quickly, I don't know what happened, cycled through the information and thought, oh, wow, we should pay attention to that. Yeah. And then promptly didn't. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, it, it's just look, this is this is this is this is this is honest. Right. And this is reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the course of conversation with another friend was reminded of this. And I thought as I was listening and we were talking about it, I thought, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I think I heard this before. Hold on a second. This is something that I'm aware of, but had forgotten. And I thought, wow, we've got to do a program on this. So yeah. joining us in the first segment to help us talk about this is one, um, <clears throat> my pastor, who brought it up in church, <laughs> <laughs> who first got us turning our attention to uh, to Kansas and then talked about it on his program. I want to say for two shows, at least maybe a, maybe a show and a half. I don't know. Um but I wanted him to address the Aaron the Addison's audience so that we could be uh, thinking about what's going on in Kansas and also discussing the spiritual implications. In the second segment, we're going to talk with a former uh, Kansas lawmaker and, and look at what's happening on the ground there and the conversations that are being had among Christians. I think it's really interesting uh, to observe what is happening. But first, let me make formal introductions. Abraham Hamilton III is the host of the Hamilton Corner Heard Weeknights on American Family Radio at 5 Central. He also serves as legal counsel for AFA and public policy analyst. He is our friend and respected overseer of our fellowship who preaches messages that people promptly forget. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not true. It, it, it the messages are not forgotten, right? It's just some of the information because you, you watch this. It's because it's so rich and so deep, Abe. That's <laughs> that's what it is. It's just so much of it that the brain then has to decide what it's going to retain. Anyway, we're here to talk about this Kansas moment, and we have to talk about this Kansas moment. I went back and I listened to both of the programs that you did. Uh, just, of course, excellent programs on this Kansas moment. I mean, and it's it's interesting that it's a Kansas moment, but it's it's kind of like a country moment. It's a moment that's happening in the United States of America, and it's a very telling moment. And so I wanted to kind of go back to um, – some of the information that you've already unpacked, but I want you to unpack it for the Aaron, the Addison's listeners Um, from a national perspective. uh, Yes. Kansans are going to vote on a value them both amendment tomorrow, but it also has national implications. Can you fill in some of the gaps? Tell our listeners why this amendment or why this vote tomorrow is important. Yes. uh, Thank you so much for welcoming me 
welcoming me to the show, Miki. And no problem. Will and mm-hmm. yeah, this is a, a vital moment for the state of Kansas, yes, but also for our nation because Kansas is the first state uh, in our nation that will have the opportunity for its electorate, meaning its citizens, to express their wills concerning. Uh, the sanctity of human life, starting with the most vulnerable among us, the unborn child, um, since Roe versus Wade has now been overturned. It's the first state that's going to get to do that. So really, the eyes of the country will be on Kansas as a result of what happens with this vote. Now, for someone to think that this vote has been presented to Kansans solely because of Roe's overturning, they would be mistaken. Hmm. So... The way that we have landed where we are with Kansas getting to vote on this value them both amendment, which is a proposition that will allow Kansans to amend their state constitution to do several things. First, to declare that there is no such thing as a right to murder unborn children in the state constitution in the state of Kansas. Second, it will expressly state that Kansas's state constitution does not require the government to fund in utero baby murder. Mm-hmm. Third, the amendment will allow Kansas to say, Kansans to say that its state legislature and not its courts has the authority to govern the legalities concerning abortion, including but not limited to laws that account for circumstances of pregnancy resulting from rape or incest or circumstances of necessity to save the life of the mother. That's a quote from the proposed amendment that will be added to Kansas's constitution if its voters basically ratify that. Now, Abe, the thing, okay, so the the last point there that was just made, and, and I want to go into you having set that up. I want to go into the confusion that surrounds mm-hmm. this amendment. But just hearing that last point that you just read there, it almost seems like Kansas is sort of like a replica of the country so that if you don't have... Um, some, you know, pulled out of the air constitutional right to abortion. And you say, no, you don't have a right to abortion. Then it goes back to those who would make laws at the local level, which this is interesting because it's Kansas's constitution that that has kind of pulled out of the air a right to virtually <laughs> unlimited abortion. It's it's interesting, especially in a conservative state like Kansas. Yeah. But it seems to me that it would be easily understood for Kansans to be able to say, wait a minute, yeah, we want to have a say on this. Instead, that's not what we're seeing. There's an incredible amount of confusion surrounding this amendment. Why is that? Yeah. The confusion surrounding the the amendment largely, and I'll start with the confusion about the law, then additional parties meddling in the state of Kansas. Mm -hmm. Um, The confusion is that you have many, as you mentioned, the state legislature in Kansas by and large is as conservative as that term is understood sociopolitically. Um, its citizenry is conservative sociopolitically by and large. Uh, however, its court system is not <laughs> at mm-hmm. the Supreme Court level. And so you have those in Kansas who are saying, wait a minute, this amendment would not abolish abortion, eliminate abortion in total. It would simply give the legislature the authority to, quote unquote, regulate abortion. And that's not what we want to do. We don't want to regulate it. We want to get uh. rid of it in total. And so you have some who are saying, yes, we want to get rid of it in total, but we Mm -hmm. recognize that this is a necessary step in order to allow us to do that. A lot of the confusion is coming in on several points. One, some people think that this is a response to Roe versus Wade being overturned. It's not. 
in order to understand the history of this amendment being presented to Kansan voters now, you have to understand back in 2015, the Kansas State Legislature passed a law that banned what's called dismemberment abortion. That was the law. Mm-hmm. The law banned dismemberment abortion. The technical term used to describe that is dilation and evacuation abortions. Mm-hmm. This is the almost exclusive mechanism used to kill second trimester, trimester babies, somewhere between 13 weeks and 24, 25 weeks. The abortionists, I don't want to even get too graphic, but it is graphic, uh, literally severs the baby limb from limb inside the mother's womb and then pulls out each limb, ending with the brain. The abortionist knows the, the, the murder is successful if they see white matter leaking from inside the mother. Oh, goodness. Mm. I probably should have given a disclaimer. I think probably once we started I'm talking sorry. about abortion, maybe <laughs> parents took cover. Um, <laughs> I should have given a disclaimer. I, 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 But I knew this, though, because I listened to both your programs where you issued a disclaimer and I then did, went into it. It's important <laughs> for us. Let me say this, though. It's important for us to understand what we're talking about, because when we start to adopt cute little terms and phrases that sort of allow us to ignore what we're really discussing, mm-hmm. I think we get in a lot into a lot of trouble I, yeah. I say the same thing about the lgbtq plus like it kind of becomes just this little thing where we don't think about what we're actually saying and so when we say d and e abortions this is what we are this is what we're talking about and it is it is graphic it is gruesome um but it is the reality of of what we're talking about so i'll just mm-hmm. say disclaimer in place and probably for the duration of the program because that's the nature of what we're looking at mm-hmm. when we have set our eyes on kansas yeah and i'm, I'm sorry i, I should have that's okay a little more careful, but that was that is the procedure. So then you had a pair of abortionists, a father and daughter team, unfortunately, hmm. that sued the Kansas State Legislature to invalidate that law, saying, "Wait a minute, if if this law is allowed to pass, then that will be an impingement upon the right to abortion in the state." That case made its way started in tw- after the 2015 law was passed, made its way through the Kansas judiciary process until the Kansas State Supreme Court issued a ruling in 2019 saying that the state legislature in Kansas does not have the authority to ban dismemberment abortions because Kansas's constitution protects a right to abortion. And as a result, any law that would, as they described, impinge upon that is, as a result, unconstitutional. Now, let me just say categorically, that ain't in Kansas's constitution. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's, so, so where, where, does it, where does it come from? It's it, sort of like, you know, even at the national level, it's like... Where does it come from? Very similar to the way Supreme Court Justice Thomas and Alito and those justices said there's no such thing as a right to an abortion in the federal constitution. Where does it come from? You, the, the way that things work in Kansas, unfortunately, is that there is a commission that exists that, make rec- that makes recommendations to Kansas's governor as to who they think should be on the state Supreme Court. The governor then has the authority to appoint directly to the Supreme Court who they want. Mm-hmm. And so based on... Kansas's history of its past governors, five out of the seven state Supreme Court judges are all appointed by Democrat governors who, guess what, believe in the right to kill children in the womb. So even Mm -hmm. if their state constitution doesn't say it, they basically made it up. Frankly, they made it up. So the state legislators in Kansas, recognizing that this was a complete, you know, abuse of their state constitution they said this is not going to stand and so they started the process immediately after that ruling back in 2019 to amend their state constitution Mm. so the legislatures passed law following that ruling 
that they had to give two-thirds of majority in both houses of their state legislature to amend the Constitution to say, no, the state Constitution of Kansas does not create a right to kill children in the womb, nor does it require government funding for that barbaric practice. And the legislature has the authority to govern in this area. That is extremely significant because if Kansans do not amend their state constitutions to expressly rebuke its state Supreme Court and reestablish that authority in its legislature, abortion law in total in Kansas will be completely taken away from the prerogatives of its legislators, which is a direct way that its citizens express their will, mm-hmm. and it will solely be in the province of five of seven state judges who have already declared wow. their affinity for killing children. So Kansas would be like California somewhere. <laughs> so you literally have the, 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 the prospect the that the state of Kansas, regardless of the, the makeup of its constituency, that as it pertains to its abortion laws, it could very well be like California, namely because any regulations that they may have to limit, to eliminate, to abolish, to, to minimize abortion mm-hmm. will have to go to this same rogue Supreme Court. So it is absolutely necessary. And I said it uh, flat out on my program. Were I in Kansas, I would emphatically vote yes for this amendment Mm -hmm. because the legislature must once again have this authority. Should this amendment pass, the state legislature could, by simple majority, abolish all abortions in short order. I know we are headed to the break. Will the Great, do I have time for this uh, clip too? I wanted to get Abe's take on this. It's just a few seconds. This This is the type of... Um, political ad or the propaganda, if you will, that's being circulated in Kansas. And I want to get your response to this This is clip two. Abortion is highly regulated in Kansas and abortion after viability is already banned. It's the law. But this amendment could let politicians ban any abortion with no exceptions for rape, incest or a mother's life. It's extreme. Vote no. All right. So why would this even sort of garner support among Christians and among conservatives uh, in Kansas uh, being billed as something that is extreme? Now, I hear the music and I understand that there is no way that Abraham can respond in 30 seconds. It's just not done. The kind of thing is not done. So what we're going to do is we're going to just grab the break. We'll hold Abe over in the second segment and we'll get our second segment guest on as well. And it'll just sort of be a meeting of the minds, if you will. We'll just talk this issue out, looking at what's happening in Kansas and why it is hugely important to this country, especially those who would stand up and defend life. I think if, if, you know, if the outcome is not what one hopes, it might send a different signal. Um, so we'll have to talk about that. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll grab the break and we'll be right back. As a pastor for over 50 years, I counsel and pray with individuals facing difficult personal decisions. Sometimes those conversations are about abortion. As Christians, we are instructed to love one another. We do so when we respect and trust women as God does. I'm voting no on the proposed amendment because it replaces religious freedom with government control. It restricts women's rights and it puts their very lives at risk. Join me and thousands of Christians in voting no. 
Man. Okay, welcome. <laughs> welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Uh, if you live in Kansas, you may have been the victim of that ad. Uh, hopefully not the victim. Maybe maybe the person who was outraged to, to watch it. Um, but tomorrow, Kansans have the opportunity to return the voice of the people or to return the people's voice back to them away from the Supreme Court, the Kansas Supreme Court. Am I wording that in a way that is articulate, Abe? How, what's the best way to say that? How do you accurately describe what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, I, I would say that tomorrow Kansans have the opportunity to restore the proper separation of power mm-hmm. that allows the citizens, as, as their will is expressed through their elected representatives, to govern matters concerning life, including those most vulnerable among them. So there is often um, misinformation and just outright disinformation that I I would say that Christians are often uh, on the receiving end of and sometimes just outright targeted by that type of disinformation like what we just heard in this clip. How would you respond to that if a Christian um, saw that ad or if a Christian received that kind of information and for some unknown reason believed that they should stay out of this, that they should not vote tomorrow uh, in favor of the value them both uh, amendment. How would how would you respond to that, Abe? I would say very simply, the Lord expects of us just as he expected of our ancestors in the faith, like the Apostle Paul, who took full advantage of his Roman citizenship in order to advance God's kingdom agenda and to proclaim the gospel even unto the even unto the halls of of Roman, the Roman Caesar. Uh, we have the opportunity uh, because God in his divine providence saw fit to allow us to live in a, in a nation that is a constitutional republic with democratic features where we are self-governing. We get to express our desire in these areas. Um, I, I literally have in my hand a copy of a mailer. I'm showing it to Will if, if anybody is watching uh, that was sent to, to Kansans that says on August 2nd, send the, send the government a message, say no to another government mandate. <laughs> that 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 that's, that's just that's just straight up deception. <laughs> wow. That's just straight up deception. Nothing in the constitutional amendment requires government to do anything. There it, it does there is no no mandate. Nothing in the proposed constitutional amendment wow. mandates anything from the government. So people may have the covid vac- vaccine, you know, in on their minds when they exactly. see that. Exactly. Oh you have it's it. interesting yeah. that they know the kind of wording, though, that would <laughs> stir some people yes. and yet use that wording in like a manipulative fashion, like just kind of hoping wow. that there will be these buzzwords that people will see and they'll say no, no yeah. to that. But it's deception. Yeah, mm. it's absolute deception. As I explained earlier, if you read the amendment, I would encourage every person, especially if you're in Kansas, first of all, read the proposed amendment. Read it for yourself. Don't mm-hmm. don't limit your analysis to what you've heard from what you've heard from other people. Read it for yourselves. Um, I, I said on my program, simply put, if I were writing this amendment, I would have stopped a sentence short of what's in the amendment. I would have mm-hmm. simply said, because Kansans value both women and children, the Constitution of the state of Kansas does not require government funding of abortion and does not create a secure or secure right to abortion. To the extent permitted by the Constitution of the United States, the people, through their elected state representatives and state senators, may pass laws regarding, abo- regarding abortion, period. That's the end of the amendment, if I were drafting mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's additional language that refers to rape and incest, but if you understand the reality of what's being proposed, it's simply saying that the legislature has the authority on this. Mm-hmm. The objective of this is to take back its power from the courts. Mm. The, the, the villain, if you will, if you need a villain, 
is the Supreme Court that manufactured a right to abortion out of whole cloth. It does not exist in Kansas' state constitution. And what people in the state of Kansas need to understand, especially those who are Christians, who have convictions about life, you need to understand that if this amendment does not pass, all matters concerning vulnerable, unborn children will be lorded over by the courts, not wow. the legislature. Yeah. That's what Kansans need to understand. And, and let me say this. You can go and read the amendment as I did at valuethemboth.com. There's an amendment tab. You can click on that and you can read it in its entirety for yourself uh, so that you can be well-versed in what's going on. I want to bring on our next guest here. Uh, Kasha Kelly actually served as an elected representative to the Kansas legislature uh, beginning in 2005. She served for 12 years. For the majority of that time, she served on appropriations, vice chairing even at one point, also sat on the general government budget subcommittee uh, looking at taxation as well as serving on and chairing education at one point. Also commerce, energy, and health and human services throughout her time. Um, she is joining us today because it was a conversation with her that actually reminded me of what our pastor had shared. And I thought, wait a minute, I think someone talked about Kansas. Uh, but she was talking about what she is observing in Kansas, even among Christians, and that there's an incredible amount of money that's being pumped into Kansas. And I think the question, and, she, and I don't, I, I want her to ask this question publicly, but when you start looking at who's on what side, sometimes that can kind of be an indication of where we ought not to be. And so I wanted to talk about that. Kasha, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate it. Miki, a blessing, a privilege, sharing airtime with you three. Uh, blessing and privilege, those, those words come to mind. Well, thank listen, you. my friend, let me just tell you, I, I was so stirred in, in talking with you and hearing from you what's happening right there on the ground. Before we get into what is happening today, I kind of want to go back to your service. I want to go back to your serving Kansans for 12 years, because you also said something to me that I thought was profound. You talked about being accountable to God for how you voted, not only just as a representative and, and being accountable to the people who elected you, who hired you, basically, but you talked about being accountable to God. Why is that so important? Absolutely. Um, I, you know, I really, really believe, and I've, I express this to you, but I believe this with all my heart. When you are in a position of power, uh, particularly when you're a lawmaker and you are making rules for millions, uh, in our case, two and a half to three million people in the state of Kansas to live by, you have a duty to do what is moral and upstanding and correct. You have a duty to not hinder someone's life, but to help their life. I believe this. And at the end of the day, I believe that I'm accountable to the Lord for every vote that I make. And I mean every vote that I make. I'm accountable to him. And, you know, a lot of times uh, in the legislature with some of the votes that we would make, they were not easy votes. Mm -hmm. I always slept well. Mm -hmm. I always slept well. Mm -hmm. I, I never, I never uh, had a time where I even when I had other legislators saying, change your vote, you're not going to get elected again, change your vote, you're not going to get contributions. Nope, that's not the right way to vote. This is the right way to vote. Mm. Because someday I will have to give an account for those things, and I believe wow. that we all will. Well, take us take us inside the borders of Kansas right now. And I mean, I guess we could go back to 2019 when the Kansas Supreme Court ruled that the Kansas Constitution contained a nearly unlimited right to abortion. How did that affect your state? 
Well, let, let me let me step back just a, a slight second on that, Mickey, if you don't sure. mind. Um, no, go ahead. A, a little bit of a finer point on what Abe was saying. Article, because I want listeners to really understand this. Article 1, Section 1 of the Kansas Bill of Rights is where the Kansas Supreme Court said that abortion rights comes uh, in. They decided that liberty included a natural right to bodily autonomy, which mm. then included the right to abortion. So you can see um, how much they stretched that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But that's where that comes from. That's where they say that that right to abortion uh, came in. And obviously, I mean, I couldn't say it any better than Abe said in the first part of the, the program. I mean, you absolutely take, when you have, this, this is why it is so important who you vote for. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of folks out there, unfortunately, don't do their research on people. They'll look at the postcards that come in or they'll get an emotional response to an advertisement that they see on TV. They don't really bother to drill down and find out who the candidate is. And it's super important that you know who your candidates are because they are supposed to be voting the will of the people. Mm-hmm. And when when the Supreme Court came in and just unilaterally worked or took out all of the work that in my 12 years, um, I I served with a wonderful, um, just golly, he's going to have a lot of jewels in his crowns, uh, representative by the name of Lance Kinzer, who carried most of our pro-life law in the state of Kansas and blessed his heart. He he is absolutely so true to the message. We passed so many things in 12 years. I don't know if you remember the Tiller days in Kansas, but mm. uh, Kansas truly was an abortion destination, and that has some eternal consequences that I think we will get into here a little yes. bit later. As well. Yes, we will. But but um, we worked and worked and worked to, I mean, through a series of measures that had to do with regulating our Board of Healing Arts, that had to do with uh, just giving women who stepped inside an abortion facility information on what they were doing because they weren't even receiving that. Mm-hmm. They weren't even receiving that. I mean, from the smallest things on up to the biggest things to try to eradicate abortion in Kansas. And in one fell swoop with the Hodes case, which is the, the case that uh, Abe mentioned, that was gone. Everything that the people voted through their representatives to be put into law was gone. And so all of the sudden, um, and I want to talk about the abolitionist point of view, and I, I think you're, you know, you're very much going I to do. get into that. Yes. With some of this. Yeah. I mean, you, you take that point of view, even if you, even whether you, whatever part of the spectrum that you are on abortion, and I hope that everybody's on fully eradicated, we can't do anything in Kansas without passing value them both tomorrow. We that's so important. Yeah. That, that's I think a, that that's is important so important to know. Yeah. That's important to know. Yeah. Because if if the the view is well, because I, I and I, I shared this with you, Miki. I had a gentleman mm-hmm. who called my show who was saying that he opposed it because he was an abolitionist, and he felt like well, it doesn't abolish abortion immediately, instantly, right at this moment. So we shouldn't vote for it. And I say, well, what do you think needs to happen? He said, well, we need to start over and have the legislature later abolish abortion in total. And so I just you simply. Can't. And so I just said, well, if you're confident that you can do that later, how would this stop you from doing that? How would doing this stop you from doing that later? And I made the point that you pointed out so perfectly that unless the courts are rebuked by the Kansas voters in saying that you do not have the authority to govern this issue, the state legislature cannot do anything without the Supreme Court being rebuked from the 2019 rogue decision. 
Yeah, you know, I'm thinking that... Go ahead, Kasia. Go ahead. Respond to that. Well, and I, I was just going to say, I mean, if you just stop and think about, just think about this. I want my voice heard. You do? You, you're going to vote tomorrow to suppress your voice for who knows mm. how much longer. Mm. And, and I have it's heard people say, well, we just need new justices. Well, as was pointed out earlier, we have we have a real situation with our Supreme Court here in Kansas. And it's not only affected this, it's affected education funding and some other areas where the constitutional powers that were given to the legislature were abdicated, given away, ripped away, however you want to look at it, usually uh, largely never to be returned. That's how government works. That's why you don't want to cede ground. It's very hard to get it back. But, you know, the, the whole idea behind this is if you want to have a voice, this must pass tomorrow. And the abolitionist point of view is, is that if we can't have it all, we're not going to vote for it. But the whole idea behind a legislative body is that, and, and here's the thing, if, if you want to have it all, that is great. Every abolitionist, once we pass this, needs to be in the state capitol, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when that legislature starts up again, mm-hmm. that, yes, yes, well, and we go back in January, okay. needs January. to be there with some pre-filed bills, mm-hmm. having talked to committee chairs, mm-hmm. having shown their interest in this, right. and make their voice heard. Right. Because I, I heard a pastor literally say, he literally said, if you get Value the value them both passed in Kansas. God will be very displeased with you. It is wow. an iniquitous decree, oh. and that is a quote. Mm. Oh, wow! Let's 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 pause for a second here <laughs> because I really think that we have to consider and weigh the implications of a statement like that and the effect that it has on potential voters and the direction yeah. that they might vote in. The problem that I have, and I I think that all of us here, all of us discussing this today, we are in full agreement with God on how he has defined life and the value of it. And there is absolutely no question in our minds that we want the abolition of abortion in this country. We want life to be defended and protected. We want it seen the way God sees it. The problem that I have with some of the commentary that's coming from some people who I think are well-meaning. It's it's the illustration, uh, Kasha, that you and I were discussing. It's like saying, if I can't save everyone in the burning building, then I will not run in and save anyone. And I think when we start talking about the opportunities that people have in their states, right? And I almost hesitate to use the word incremental changes because I understand that that's sort of like a That's one of those fiery words where people think if you're saying that, then you devalue life at 15 weeks or that you devalue life at 10 weeks. That's not at all what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that sometimes those incremental changes have the, the big, huge effect that maybe, I don't know, the case gets argued before the Supreme Court. And I don't know, maybe Roe is overturned as a result of that case being heard. But we've got to start somewhere. The point that you guys are making today is that if you don't vote yes, if this amendment, value them both, is not passed in Kansas, you don't even you don't have a starting point. You don't have a voice. You don't have an opportunity to do anything down the line. So I want to come back and I want to pick up here talking about the spiritual implications of what what might happen in Kansas tomorrow. This is Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back with Abraham Hamilton the third and Kasha Kelly. Stay close.
I see that tiny smile She makes it all worthwhile Look at that precious face This fight is not a waste There is still work to be This is not a partisan issue. This is a human rights issue. This is a sanctity of life issue at its very core. If you don't speak up for the unborn, who is going to? Who's going to do it? In 2019, the Kansas Supreme Court issued a ruling that forced the state of Kansas to recognize an unlimited and unrestricted right to abortion. I think it's just common sense that, you know, that we would not allow for, as the people in the state of Kansas, to have an unregulated abortion industry. That's just a horrible idea. So thoughtful people, people of faith, people of goodwill, people who believe in human rights need to take this very seriously. The Value Them Both Amendment is a pro-life constitutional amendment that restores the right of the people of Kansas through their elected officials to regulate the abortion industry and to protect both mothers and their babies. Both need to be valued, that that child, unborn child, and that mom need to be cared for. When we value both, we are caring for future mothers as much as we're caring for future children. This Value Them Both Amendment, if we do not pass this, I believe that Kansas becomes a safe haven for abortion in our nation. That there will be people that come from all over the United States to come to Kansas to have an abortion. I would hate for Kansas to become the destination for other states. Let's rise up as one people on the basis of God's clearly defined word on the basis of life and let's speak with one voice and let's vote to pass this amendment and let's protect the life of the unborn here in this state. Oh man, welcome back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We have brought in the big guns. The heavy hitters are here with us today. Abraham Hamilton III (laughs) and Kasha Kelly, who who served uh, as an elected representative to the Kansas legislature uh, for 12 years. But she's also a mama. She's also a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, and she is watching what is happening in her state and having some real conversations where I, I, I just thought, Man, we need to have this conversation publicly. We talk about the spiritual implications of the blood of innocent people, people made in the image of God, Mm -hmm. crying out from the earth there in Kansas, and the very real possibility that Kansas could become almost a haven of sorts Mm -hmm. for those who would come into the state to have their babies murdered there because... They can do that without restriction. I mean, it's just unthinkable, but but let's think about that and let's talk about that. Um, Kasha, I want I wanted to get your take on the clip that we just played, because I think one of the pastors that we hear in this clip kind of summarizes your concerns almost perfectly. When I found that clip, I thought this is exactly what we were talking about over the weekend. The spiritual implications of Kansas being sort of like the hub for abortion. Yeah, it, absolutely. And um, 
part of what he mentions is already in play. Because of the trigger laws that have happened in the states around us, um, we, we already are seeing some folks or ladies, women, come in uh, to have their abortions of convenience. I, um, I had read a Time article, and I'm no, no fan of Time magazine, but I'd read a Time <laughs> article recently, and um, they have some, some statements from some women in there, uh, one of them saying, Kansas, you know, we, we can't see this go away in Kansas. They're our hope. Um, oddly enough, they're our hope, you know, where we can go and have an abortion. And this particular woman that was speaking was coming uh, for an abortion of convenience. It wasn't convenient for her right now. So she's coming to Kansas. And we, you know, one abortion is too many. I mean, we all agree one abortion is too many. But the projections of what will happen in the state of Kansas if this does not pass tomorrow, I just want to be so clear to everybody who's listening. Uh, this is not just about Kansas because Kansas will be the bellwether mm-hmm. for the rest of the nation. You have to understand if this goes down in Kansas, it looks like we are saying that it is okay, not only for the people to not have a voice, but for a right, which does not exist, to be enshrined in the Constitution. And I can promise you that other states, other uh, Planned Parenthood and Planned Parenthood and all of those who are pouring money into Kansas right now to defeat Mm -hmm. this, pouring money in, will use that in other states to say, look what conservative Kansas did, and this is what should be done here. And I and I I want this to not just go over um, in to win by a little bit. I want it to win by a lot. We need to give a clear message to say that we as Christians believe in the value of life. We understand that God ordained family. He ordained church. He ordained the government. And in government, we are supposed to work as his believers. We're supposed to be in there with our voices making known what it is that we want to happen. And I think citizens don't understand how powerful their voices and their presence are. They need to make their presence known so that we can do this. But this is hugely important. If this doesn't pass in Kansas, if we become a destination for mm. abortion, I, 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 it, it, I, I, it frankly scares me to think what the, the spiritual implication will be for this particular state. Uh, we know that God does not bless those who run against his will. He takes his hand away. And, you know, I think of all the good people that, that live here, and it concerns me greatly. Mm-hmm. You know, Abe, I was thinking about our own city. I was thinking about New Orleans and uh, so much of the debauchery that takes place um, in our city and that before uh, Katrina took place on a regular basis. It was sort of like, you know, oh, they won't let you do that anywhere. You come, you can come and do it here, or we we will host it. We will handle this. And you think about the spiritual implications of that. That you know, and then the murder that takes place in our city, the blood of innocent people crying out from the ground. I think sometimes people ignore this because it's just. It's uncomfortable to talk about. Like we don't like to talk about spiritual things sometimes, but let's talk about what the Bible reveals to us um, as far as the spiritual implications of the blood of innocent people crying out from the ground. This is not something that we're making up. This is in fact biblical. Uh, no, you're not making it up. It, it, it's defilement. Um, it, it, it's a beckoning of defilement. If as is recorded for our benefit in the book of Genesis, when Cain slew Abel and it says mm-hmm. that Abel's ground cried out, 
mean, Abel's blood cried out to Yahweh from the ground. How much more does the blood of 60 plus million innocent babies? And then in, in, in a situation, and you have to understand what's, what's being presented to Kansas in, within the context of what the Lord is doing in our entire country. And the very moment where on the national stage, many people uh, never could have dreamed of seeing Roe versus Wade overturned. Hmm. In a moment where God is extending his grace to our nation in this fashion, mm -hmm. uh, where people did not have the opportunity to weigh in with a vote or to weigh in in any particular fashion, but the Lord sovereignly steps in and says, enough, yeah. and Roe is overturned. Now to have a state to come and say, yo, no, no, what, we don't, we, we don't want that extension of grace. Um, we're willing to either sit on what you've given us in order to assert our, our volition in concert with your will, or even worse, uh, to yield to propagandist material, which reveals, and I don't want to be uh, insulting to anybody, but mm -hmm. but when we as Christ followers are ensnared by propagandist material, it reveals a lack of discernment. Mm. And, and to have such a blunted capacity for discernment uh, where we're willing to, in our local sphere, where we have more opportunity to exercise our investment in the place where we live, mm -hmm. to use that and to say no. Um, I, I, I share my sister's concern, um, mm -hmm. in my city. And I'll tell you, I'm not talking about anybody. This is my city where I was born and raised and growing up, um, by God's grace after hurricane Katrina, I moved to, uh, Houston, Texas because I was forced there. I mm -hmm. met my wife there, but I traveled back and forth to do premarital counseling. I would be asleep in the plane and I would know when I was over New Orleans mm -hmm. every mm -hmm. single time I would know it. Yep. I would be awakened. I could physically, I know it spooks people out, but I could physically <laughs> feel it. Mm -hmm. This is a city that people converge on at certain points in the year because mm -hmm. of the spiritual wickedness in our city. This is a city to where places, other people in other places, they can't do this. They can't walk down the street without alcoholic beverages. They can't see, you know, scanty clad women, all this kind of stuff. And they are just astounded, out just out right. in the open at what they do there. There is a defilement of the land when you have people mm -hmm. using the authority that God has given them to use that volition to say, no, you know what? Instead of militating toward the grace of God and his will and his purposes, we're going to go in the opposite direction. It never ends well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It never mm -hmm. ends well. Wow. And it puts, this, puts the place, it puts the locale in a position to beckon additional, as my sister articulated, the releasing of the hand of God in terms of this is what you want. This is what you want. I shudder to think that you could actually end up having what you've expressed that you want. Mm. And, you know, it's just amazing that we are more comfortable ignoring clear biblical fact because, you know, we can't put our hands on that per se. Like we, so we just ignore it. We just kind of say, well, it doesn't really exist if I can't put my hands on that. Yeah. But the Bible is very clear about the value of human life. The Bible is very clear about life beginning at conception. The Bible is very clear about God's judgment. I mean, you read um, that the Lord was <laughs> expressed to the children of Israel, if you will, to the people of Israel that, look, if you do the things that the nations before you did, the land is going to spit you out. Like you will be driven from this land just as they were driven from this land for the things that you do that they did that I judged. And for some reason, we think 
we Christians in America, we sort of like don't have to worry about offending God. We Man. we almost kind of operate as if we're beyond the the possibility or you know the potential to offend a holy and righteous God. There's something else, Cash. I want to go back to you on this because there's something that you said as we were talking about this and us really needing to survey, you know, whose side we're on. Like there are certain people that when they show up and and you tend to agree with them. Now, look, from time to time, you know, you have to say, OK, well, you know what? They're right. But usually you would say, well, they're on my side because I'm on the side of righteousness and truth. But there are other times where you're like, wait a minute, if we are arguing the same point and it's wrong and we're on the side with those who are wrong and and loudly wrong, then we have to be concerned. I, I go back to, you know, the witches who hmm. were <laughs> casting the spells and right. you had, I'm like, you know, it's it's troubling if you ever find yourself on the side of the witches. But here's another incident or another instance where you have to really watch what side you're on. Students for Life Action had an 18-year-old volunteer just yesterday who was out in, what is it, Overland Park in Kansas, and they were knocking on doors. And this 18-year-old uh, girl by the name of Grace Hartsock was knocking on a door. A woman comes to the door and says, no, I'm sorry. I don't think you want to talk to us because she starts talking about the value them both amendment. Um, voters are going to have an opportunity to vote on this on Tuesday. This woman says, no, you don't want to talk to us. Well, she turns to leave. Thanks the woman for her time turns to leave. And the woman's daughter starts screaming and just cussing at her and eventually runs outside of the house and begins attacking this 18-year-old student. This is a press release today. This just happened yesterday. And this 18-year-old student is trying to protect her head. She's punching her with closed fists, chasing after her, yelling at her, saying, I hope you get raped. I hope you get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. And one just has to think, if that's the person who is opposing the amendment, I mean, Kasha, do we as Christians want to find ourselves on that side? Absolutely not. I, I, I don't. I hate to use the word "bad fellows," but you hear a lot in politics, and that—that sure. that is definitely the wrong, the wrong bad fellow. I mean, if you look at the groups that are pouring money into Kansas, and if somebody is pouring money in to defeat something, don't you have to ask the question why? <laughs> And don't you have to look at where the money's coming from? Planned Parenthood has poured a lot of money, and a lot of abortion providers have. Um, I I have heard, I cannot confirm, but I have heard that uh, money has come from Soros to be poured in. Uh, you know, on those two alone, you talk about you talk about that article that you just uh, mentioned. I, uh, Mickey, when I hear that, I think demons, mm -hmm. because I really do. I mean yeah. that that irrational. Uh, reaction to somebody who has simply said, you know, okay, thank you for your time and is turning around. Right. Um, that irrational reaction, you know, just makes you wonder what is going on there. And violence always begets violence. It just, it just begets violence. If you're going to do it in the womb, then why not do it? Come on. Somebody, somebody's standing there and what, you know, what makes, what makes murder wrong or anything like that? I mean, we're just going down a trail that it, it can't, it never will work. It will never work. So you have to see what side am I on. You have to ask the questions. You must. Let me say this um, to all of our listeners who are in Kansas. You can go to valuethemboth.com. Prayerfully consider how you're going to cast your vote tomorrow if you haven't already done that. I know that there's been some early voting. Um, but, but I'm with Kasha on this, that it shouldn't even be close. 
it shouldn't even be close. There yeah. needs to be a resounding message that is communicated nationally. And indeed, all eyes are on Kansas as right they should be. Um, Kansas, y'all got to show up. Yeah. Show up. All right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.